Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. And welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? I'm all right. I'm feeling, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling rather overweight, if I'm completely honest, uh, Chris, because <laughs> this camera angle, just as we started the show, Chris went, oh, I look quite, <laughs> look quite slim in the face from this angle. But you do look very slim in the face, and um, it can't have escaped your attention that you have just been cycling for about three days or four days or something so nine you should days. be uh, feeling nine days good god nine days of hell sorry just turn my mic off so you're sneezing um i'm allergic <laughs> to how thin you are um nine days of uh, <laughs> of of, uh, of cycling cdova and premier two and all the rest of them how was it it was pretty painful to be honest it made the hokkaido cycle look like a picnic a walk in the park a mere holiday right. nine days because kyushu is like quite mountainous right you look at it yes. it's just a pile of mountains with mm. some fun added on and it's like you know it's not designed to cycle around as hokkaido is mostly flat and the weather really didn't do us any favors we had like a thunderstorm <laughs> yeah. like a hurricane smash into us on the uh, the third or fourth day Connor fell off twice in one day, ripped his leg off, and, oh, you know, well, it didn't go well. But, like, it was good. We raised $500,000, and we had a lot of people watching, and for the most part, real success. And I can't feel my kneecaps, and I can't, I just can't <laughs> sleep very well at the moment, because my legs, like, are really, really sore, and I yeah. keep waking up at, like, 3am with this, like, horrible sore pain. My legs are, when, when you, like, exert yourself to this ridiculous scale... And we were doing like 100 kilometers every day, right? It just makes well, your legs really fucking swollen. And they're like twice the weight that they normally are. Yeah. Because all the muscles are sort of filled full of water, right? To, to make up for the swelling. So, yeah, it's pretty painful. <laughs> not going to lie. But it was I worth mean, that it. Doesn't sound good. You really do go from not to 60. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> do, do go to zero to 11 very, very quickly. And then, and then you have a couple of months off. I would say that like, do you get that thing where you get like restless leg? If you sort of like... That when you're in bed, your sort of legs feel a bit like they need to move around, sort of thing. To get yeah, I do get moving. that. I get yeah. that a lot. What, oh, what triggers lordy. that? I, I just thought that was like sugar imbalance or something. But like, yeah, I oh, feel like I don't know. I get in a bed and then I'm like, I feel like I need to run or something because my legs mm. feel like really weirdly 
restless and I, yeah. you know yeah it's not, it's not yeah good. I don't know what that's about but you know I've got 10 years on you so who cares <laughs> <laughs> you get, it gets you worse do. it gets much worse but I would say that um, yeah but congratulations man because last time C.W.A. he raised a, a, like he cracked on for like a mil didn't he last time I can't remember now we we got about three hundred thousand dollars last time, right? Um, so we so beat that, that. So yeah. So all you need is two hundred paltry thousand dollars, and that's then right. you've been involved in something that's literally created a million out of fucking nowhere. That's amazing, absolutely amazing. It's pretty damn cool. It's pretty. Co- I mean, I I don't know if we'll do it again. Maybe we will. But don't want to think about <laughs> it right now. No. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird. It really warps your perspective on time because every single day mm. feels like a lifetime, right? And after yeah. nine days, it's just like you don't know what's going on. And if, it's mm. just the first day of the trip by the end felt like two years ago. Um, really kind of cool. I spend a lot of time when I'm not working, like sitting here at my desk editing or writing things. And the days mm. just sort of go in an instant. So to go out there and do something like that and have time just come to a halt was kind yeah. of cool and makes me want to go and do more thing i'll go and climb a mountain i'll go and be a pilot yeah i don't know I'll you just, it's just, it just sounds like again. you want it just sounds like you just want um a bit of time away from people <laughs> i just want <laughs> i just want a few hours when i cannot be contacted that's why flights are so good i'm about to get on a flight mm. to los angeles for the Whoa. wrestlemania um celebration and um uh, so we're going to be recording some podcasts out there on the podcast Wrestle Me, and uh, I'm just really looking forward to the 11 or 12 hours where nobody can touch me. I bought myself a little Steam Deck. I've sold my uh, nin- my old Nintendo Wii, uh, not Wii. That's wrong. Switch. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Nintendo Switch. I've sold my Nintendo Wii, Chris. I've made mega bucks. <laughs> that said, though, have you seen pounds. how much? Have you seen how much? Like, um, there's a there's a website um, and a company that advertise on YouTube quite. A a lot and hmm. they're called DK Aldi's and they're an American company and they've got a very charismatic um, red-haired um, presenter who, who basically um, I think he's like a manager in the shop or something hmm. um, and, they, and they basically refurb old um, consoles and they put a, an astonishing markup on them like a re- like Nintendo Wii would be like 110 quid like Jesus Christ like, like more than what it was when it was uh, new PlayStation 4 200 quid and they sort of say that they're um they're cleaning these and refurbishing these, but every single kind of retro YouTuber are buying up these um, consoles, opening them up, and just finding old, you know, spiders and cobwebs and stuff. <laughs> and they're 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 they're, um, they're refurbishing uh, is very much been um, put into uh, you know put into question, let's say. But um, they're all over the internet, and every single <laughs> retro YouTuber cannot help but do a video about DK bloody oldies. I don't even know what DK oldies stands for. I presume it's Donkey Kong or something. Donkey anyway. Kong I've sold my I've sold my Wii and <laughs> I've sold my I've sold another little computer and I bought myself a Steam Deck and I'm going to play Hitman on the flight and I cannot Hitman wait to have of all that time off. Well, I'm not going to play Microsoft Flight Simulator, am I? That'd be oh, awful. God. It sounds like DK Oldies literally just get like a wet wipe and just wipe the Nintendo Wii a little bit. Hey, you're saying that, not me, it. but that's certainly the opinion of every <laughs> retro YouTuber. I mean, that's what it sounds like. I'm not insinuating they are. Why? No. Why Hitman? And I actually, I, I've, I'm thinking of getting a Steam Deck actually because I want to get mm. back into video games. Mm. But I don't have a computer. I don't have a PC. I've actually just bought a Mac Studio, um, which oh, I'm yeah. getting the monitor in about two hours' time. Woohoo! Uh. M1 Ultra chip. Let's have fun editing 8K footage. But like, I, I want a, a Steam Deck. I want to play games. And uh, mm. is it good? Like, I've heard good things from a few friends. But you're the you're the video game guy. 
Give us no, the download. They're, they're very good. It's an astonishing bit of kit for the amount of money. I don't know how much money they must be losing on every kind of um, every one, but I can't help but think that uh, they've managed to sort of squeeze like a pretty decent chip, a pretty decent bit of memory, uh, a pretty decent amount of hard drive uh, into uh, you know a, a pretty decent screen. So yeah, big big fan of it. Well, we are three weeks away from my birthday, and I know what mm. I want from my uncle Pete in three weeks' oh. time. Right, okay. Steam Deck. Give me the Steam Deck. Why do you hit up your, give me the Steam Deck. What do you, why, why do you constantly just worry about, like, you, you, you were bothered about uh, the other Pete getting you a PlayStation 5. You worried about this <laughs> Pete getting you a Steam Deck. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Pete didn't deliver the PS5. I'm scarred right, okay. by all my friends called Pete. He represents all the Pete's <laughs> of the world. And you've got yeah. to make up for that. You've got to give me the Steam no. Deck. Okay, How much right. is it, a Steam Deck? How much is it for uh, this pleasure? It's 300 no- I think it's 300 knots. 320, something like that, in, in UK dollars. And you can play any computer game on it. Basically. Pretty much, pretty much anything in your Steam library um, with some it, un, unnotable, unnotable, mm. non-notable except, exceptions. Really, uh, it, it all runs on Linux, see. So um, mm. it's got to be, you know, there's got to be some jiggery pokery in there. But some, some like most, most games, most big titles work. I just wish Valve would stop making things. That you know, just, just get get on with Half Life Three. This is the real thing. They're, they're busy with um, Counter Strike Two, aren't they? Or Counter Strike does like whatever the new Counter Strike. It just, I, I just think, uh, but I just think that like, however good the graphics. I mean, obviously it's a big graphical overhaul, and everyone's very excited about it. But I do mm. sort of think mm. that like <clears throat> people who play Counter Strike aren't asked about new graphics. They're asked about new maps. They're asked physics, about support. Though. They're asked about I like physics. Yeah, I saw they they had like a whole video on how a smoke bomb creates smoke, <laughs> and if you fire yes. a bullet, it changes the direction of the smoke. And it's like, yeah, but it's not Half Life Three, is it? No, Stop spending. There's like fucking twenty people Stop in Seattle in a room time, yeah. working away how to make the smoke bend mm. to the will of the bullets. It's like, no, no, Gabe Newell, get on with fucking no. Half Life Three. Don't make me fly over there. It's, he's an astonishing physical specimen Gabe Newell isn't he <laughs> he properly looks like, like it's, it's the sort of person I, I never see in my life not over here anyway like I just never see a person who looks like Gabe Newell he's so big he's so big in the face it's very enjoyable I always get him confused with uh, Michael Moore the director fair <laughs> fair that's I think that's a fair comparison to be honest the same Except Gabe Newell makes far better products and video games. All right, on to the show, though. We've got a story this week from Lisa from Victoria, Australia. He says, I was fortunate, guys, to explore Japan in March 2020 as the world became a shit show with my now husband. (laughs) Hey, congratulations. While in Hiroshima, some locals advised us to find this area called Ikinishi for dinner. Uh, Ikinishi Iki means station Nishi means west So I'm guessing west station Uh, Being tired and lazy We picked a restaurant With English menu Written on the sign It ended up being A very cosy and quiet place But we were asked to sit down At the counter The staff were very excited That we were there We were given menus in Japanese I could translate katakana And hiragana Which the owner loved We wondered Where the English menu was though Before we could ask The owner gave us His mobile phone The English menu Ended up being On the owner's Personal mobile phone Thus (laughs) This is so retro (laughs) Thus proceeded Our broken English Japanese meal for two At this point I've been studying Japanese For a year While my partner Knew nothing Except Sodeska Which he liked To whip out often it's a bit like Pete Donaldson's Chigai Mass. With his one Correct. phrase, whole phrases, I whispered to him, 
Uh, he confidently attempted to talk to the chef. The chef noticed my shyness and promptly gave me ume uh, wine, plum wine. I did begin to oh. speak a little more, and eventually I found my confidence. He even gave us a present, a free bowl of rice. Wow. <laughs> Such expense. <laughs> Whoa. Such expense. Like a steam deck. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like there was a little bit of rice at the bottom of the rice cooker. They were like, fuck it, we'll just, we'll just <laughs> give, give it. This to them. It ended up being one of our favourite nights... Um, what are your tips for speaking Japanese in Japan? How often, or how can one be confident when speaking Nihongo without alcoholic consumption? All the best guys from Lisa, Victoria, Australia. Well, my other Pete friend, who doesn't buy me mm. games consoles or acquire me Playstations, <laughs> he knows about three words in Japanese, but he gets by better than anyone I know, better than people who are fluent a Japanese, mm. just because he sort of he has the sort of the buzz and the charm and the charisma to the get com- through it. The He's confidence, confidence, mm. yeah, and understanding. Yeah. Um, Japanese people sometimes freeze up a little bit if they speak to someone who who they know doesn't know Japanese. But if mm. you're sort of confident and fun and just buzzy, you'll get around it. Um, that's my advice. But Pete Donaldson, what would you do? What's the tip for I, speaking Japanese? I've never, I've never yeah. bothered learning a single word of Japanese. I just drink umeshu <laughs> plum wine, and it just comes to me. The confidence, the the the, the excitement of being in a foreign land. It's just you know that's what I that's what I do. It's what I do. There you go. <laughs> just just know a few adjectives like oh sugoi, like amazing or oishi yeah. like oishi. People, you know, there's only a few words you need to know in Japanese. Oishi mm. like delicious. Japanese yeah. chefs they love that and staff love that in a restaurant. If you go oh oishi, they'll be like oh thank you because it's all about showing appreciation for the food, mm. and they'll like that. Um, don't say mazui, disgusting. That won't go down well. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Mazui! Don't say that ever. Um, yeah, everything's oishi, sugoi, throw that in there. Omoshiroi, if it's interesting or funny. Just know a few adjectives. Know your simase, mm. know your arigato gozaimasu. And always end the meal with gochisou samadeshita. Don't say arigato gozaimasu. That's a, that's a common misconception for new folks learning Japanese. Right. You always end gochisou samadeshita. Literally. Gochi, Thank you, it was gochiso, a Gochisou samadeshita. There you go, gochisou samadeshita. There you go. He's the best. And this is why we stopped speedy Japanese all those years Oi! ago. <laughs> that was useful for a lot of people, I think. That's what <laughs> I think. Bring it back. Well, there you go. Bring we it, it back. back now. Speedy yeah. Japanese. Gochisou Samadeshita. we got a story this week. Samadeshita! Hey! That's literally... You say that, they'll be delighted. Yeah, that means it's a feast. Be. We got I'll a story this week about Japan's worst politician. Um, we brought him up a few times over the years. He's a hundred and five. He must be like a hundred and fifty years old at this point. Um, mm. I don't know what keeps him going. Maybe it's his hatred for women. He's powered <laughs> exclusively. His hatred for everyone. His connections with the yakuza, like just everything. <laughs> it just keeps him going. The power of anger and bitterness keeps him going, yeah. like the fucking emperor out of Star Wars. Anyway, what's the story <laughs> of the week, Mr. Dawson? Tell us about this wonderful uh, politician. Yeah. Um, former Prime Minister Yoshiro Mori has made another sexist remark Not again. that will likely draw the ire of women running for office. Speaking at Tokyo Fundraiser for the Upper House, um, or for an Upper House member of the ruling Liberal Democratic Party on March the 23rd, Mori reflected on his last lower house election in 2009 
when he faced a female candidate from the Democratic Party of Japan. I ain't running against... I'm going to do it in a, in a Bernard Manning... Oh, I ain't no. running against a woman, said Murray, <laughs> now 85. While I should not disparage women, their campaign tactics are just out of this world. Um, and basically, he, he said, uh, I felt... I felt as though I was working for the benefit of the nation, the local community, but to find out there were, were people willing to give almost the same amount of votes to myself, as myself, to such a woman, made me trust, uh, lose trust in the whole district. Oh, um, my God. I really understand the difficulty of an election in which women are the enemy. Um, oh, my it's God. Just, I mean, it's just like, this man has... He's basically Boris Johnson mixed with... Um, uh, uh, Donald Trump mixed with, you know, uh, uh, Bolsonaro mixed with <laughs> Erdogan mixed with. I mean, like you know, without the without the power, possibly you would argue, but certainly with the sexism, the homophobia, the racism, the uh, the, the just just everything about him. Like uh, his earliest kind of like chat about his kind of political career, political career was like, yeah, in the sixties when I was getting elected, I was like, get on my car. Um, and talking to farmers, and uh, yeah, n- nobody would come near me. It was like I had AIDS. It's like, he did is that say right that, to say? Yeah. Is that all right to say? <laughs> like, and 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 that like kickstarted an entire career of drinking with yakuza in Osaka hostelries. He did um, do that. Just just being like an absolute fascist, absolute dickhead. Uh, very electable, though. Turns out, very it's, electable. I mean, we brought him up because of his big faux pas. He was running the Olympics, the Olympic committee. He was on the committee. That's right. Um, I think he was the president of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic organising committee somehow, right? That's and right, he, yeah, yeah. And he said about... <laughs> he got thrown off because he said, if we increase the number of female board members to the Olympic committee, we have to make sure their speaking time is restricted because they have <sighs> difficulty finishing, which is annoying, to which the mayor of Tokyo, who is a woman, Mayor Koike, just was like, well, I'm not going to show up while he's here. And he had to quit. <laughs> and what it's... a bella... What a fucking idiot, honestly. It's, <laughs> but it's, it is like... Who votes for him? How does this happen? Like, what's going on? It must be... He's, like, I mean, I just think the Japanese people live too long. 85. 85 still doing what he's doing. It's insane. It's insane stuff. What will we be like when we're 85, Pete? Oh, like exactly that? like him. We all turn that <laughs> way. We all turn into awful men. Every time. Well, I'm, I'm imp- I don't know how he got away with drinking with a high-ranking Yakuza in, t- in the year 2000, doing that. And uh, mm, well, yeah, he, mean... he, he's very good at getting away with things. He's a testament yeah. to fall down ten times, get back up eleven. The Maury way, <laughs> somehow he, he yeah. <laughs> fucking trundles on. He's but, an inspiration, uh, is what you're saying. He's, he's an inspiration. inspiration to the Boris Johnsons <laughs> of the world. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment with your stories, comments, and questions in the Fax Machine. Lovely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson. We got a message from Circa. Hi, my name is Circa, and I'm from Belgium, and I have a question. I'm terribly allergic to soy and soy sauce. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, no. I get terrible headaches and a rash, and smelling soy sauce is enough to make me gag. Um, So I was wondering, would I even be able to eat anything in Japan um, without having to resort to eating McDonald's or fried chicken every single day? All the best, Circa. I mean, wow. There's so many kind of, like, allergies that I had no idea existed. And soy... Like, you could... Ne- I, I'm sure you can't live in that part of the world because it's just in everything, isn't it? Even probably the chicken batter. Fried chicken uh, batter, maybe. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, genuinely. Like, karaage chicken, the chicken is marinated in soy sauce and ginger. Mm. So that's, like, the whole trip ruined, basically. If you can't have karaage is it, is chicken... It, is, can you have it if it's, if it's in small amounts and also if it's cooked? If it's I, added like after the sh- after the show, so to speak, I doubt it. I doubt it. If you yeah. are allergic to something like that, I don't think you could get around it. Like with sushi, you you, you could have sushi, right? Because you usually add the, you add the soy sauce yourself. You can have yeah. sushi, but it doesn't necessarily work without soy sauce because it can be quite dry without soy sauce, right? Yeah. So that writes yeah. off sushi a little bit. You could have uh, okonomiyaki pancakes, maybe. You could have uh, oh ramen that's not got <laughs> soy sauce in it. Yeah. yeah, you could have uh, the the. Oh, it's a nightmare. I had, I had. Um, I, I must recommend uh, Itsu. Uh, is it Itsu? No, yes, so Itsu, I, I, yeah. must, I mustn't recommend. I mustn't recommend Itsu because that's not actually who I mean. Wagamama, Wagamama. Oh, no, uh, Traitor. No, so they've started doing um, takoyaki, but like fried in a really interesting way like it seems they make the takoyaki and then they cover it in batter and then fry it again so it's what? like this lovely crispy sort of like surround like the, the batter is really crispy and i had it on takeout and like you know most things don't travel very well like that but yeah these kind of like weird kind of like okonomiyaki uh, sorry uh, takoyaki balls that have been sort of double fried and they're really crispy and they're really delicious and i can't recommend it enough really really nice stuff Oh, I'm I'm appalled. Yeah. You're recommending Wagamama's. <laughs> That's a knife in my back. I'm with you know. I'm, I'm I'm. But I did look up some stuff about soy sauce. Avoid soup broths mm. such as ramen, udon, and sometimes even curry. Yeah, ramen and udon. To be fair, udon comes in sauce. Um, a soup broth that's quite light, but it has soy mm. sauce in it. Yakisoba sauce, tonkatsu sauce might have a little bit in as well. Chicken yeah. skewers. Are you, actually, that's one you could have. Yakitori, my favourite. Uh, it comes salted. You can choose either salted or tare. And tare soy, mm. uh, has sauce has uh, some salt in it, so always choose salt. You get to choose right. the flavour. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I don't think it will ruin your trip inherently. I think there's lots of things. You mm. just go to like 7-Eleven and get a sandwich or something. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, just be careful with that one because most dishes in Japan do have some soy in it. 
some soy in there some somewhere. Right? Some fucking soy. Some soy. <laughs> <Some soice. laughs> all right, all right, clever. Get yourself some soy. I'll bury you in sauce. Uh, LA Chris and Pete, <laughs> I remember Chris mentioned at one point long ago in the early days of YouTubing, feeling as if uh, he wanted to give up on YouTube. What kept you going through the dark time? to continue producing content and eventually start this wonderful podcast. Pete, Ooh. please let us know hard times you had to get through as well. All the best, Ooh. Wes. I I mean, I usually want to give up because I'd just taken on more than I could chew. I'd bitten off more than I could chew, right? And I've, mm. I've definitely not stopped doing that either. Like, I'm going to go chess boxing in front of 300,000 people. I'm going to fucking cycle for nine days and break my legs. I'm going to be an idiot. I haven't got around that yet, but <laughs> I think uh, one thing I've done is I s- I've stopped reading comments. Uh, I still read comments a bit, but not half as much as I used to. Um, mm. And most YouTubers I know don't read the comments. Because it's the sort of thing where you'll read like 50 comments, and or like 100 comments, right? And 99 of them are lovely. But then you read one, mm. and it, it's like... It's the equivalent of like shaking hands with 99 people or 100 people, and then one of them just slaps you in the face. You're going to remember right. the slap in the face. You're going to remember the bad comment. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. I don't read comments as much anymore. And I try mm. to do what I want rather than be steered by um, commenters. Um, also... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was just a bad time. It was after Journey Across Japan when I just cycled yeah. and travelled for 46 days straight and I fucked up and took on way more than I could chew. And uh, yeah, I, 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 but also, yeah, I, I basically just got to make sure you enjoy YouTube and I do enjoy it. And the bits I enjoy of it are cinematography and um, I want to focus more on that this year. That's a bit of a scattergun mm. answer, to be honest. But I think... Whenever I'm not enjoying it, I take a break for a few weeks or a month, then I come back to it and I remember, try and remember what it is I love about it. And in my case, it's the photography, cinematography, and trying to surprise viewers with something new each and every time. What about you, Mr. Dawson? What's your hard times? How have you got through I think it? My, I, th- I think with the, on the podcast side of things, I mean, you know, you have rough times with like uh, radio and stuff, but I mean, eh, mm. <clears throat> certainly on the radio side of things, don't have pride in your work. You're not, you're not um, <laughs> curing cancer. No one cares. You're just playing the killers on the radio for um, a couple of hours. But <laughs> on the podcast side of things, I mean, I've always done projects that are kind of like um, magazine showy. You know what I mean? We've been doing the Football Ramble for like 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And so like there's always some new nonsense happening in football. So like, so, so, and also it's very focused. So it, it's not hard work. It doesn't feel like a job, but it's um, but it's kind of um, there's always something new to talk about in football. Um, whereas with um, Chris's job as a YouTuber, it's like basically sitting down with a blank page every day. It's like sitting, it's like opening Photoshop and going, "Yeah, I've got, I don't know what I'm do. I don't know what I'm going to do this time. I don't know what I'm going to do this time. I know what kind of worked last time, and I can either go down that." Um, alleyway and uh, and give the people what they want or I can sort of you know push the boundaries a little bit so like there's nothing more daunting than a blank page I think that's why you know Chris's job is harder than mine and also um, uh, YouTubers burn out faster I think but with football and you know wrestling and stuff like there's always something to talk about oh well even <clears throat> even the Abroad in Japan podcast the reason we've never missed it is because we talk about contemporary issues and news there's always mm, stories from true, you guys yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. there's always something there and that's a good point yeah I never thought about that I, I've i just wrapped three massive projects Journey Across Japan The Cycle mm. Across Kyushu and I opened a bar in Kyoto and I've got a mm. they all came back to back and I'm a little bit like knackered from it but I've got to edit and work my way through it but then I've got a blank mm. page for the rest of this year and I'm really excited 
when I have a blank page, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of things. Natsuki's fiftieth birthday, so I want to do something yeah. there, and um, you know, something with Pete Dawson at some point. So, yeah, <laughs> but you've just got to be excited about your work, really, and um, yeah, and that's the main thing. Just try and remember <laughs> why you enjoy what you do in the first place, and appreciate what you've got. It's easy to look at yeah. other people and go, "Oh, I wish I was." Mr. Mm. Beast or this YouTuber or that YouTuber or whatever. Stick to what you enjoy and what you're good at and remember why you enjoy doing your job, right? Uh, i got one here mm. from Audrey. He says, Hi, Chris and Pete. I was wondering whether or not you could comment on Japanese interview etiquette and the differences between Japanese interview questions and more Western-style questions. What are some things you should definitely do to get the job and what are some things to avoid? All the best, Audrey. Well... I've never actually sat through a Japanese interview before, so I'm not the man for the job there, Audrey. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. The only interview I did was the jet interview, where I did have a Japanese guy. That was your last interview. Interview me. It was the last. <laughs> it was the last interview I've ever had. Um, hopefully, yeah. I won't need one ever again. But unless I, unless it all YouTube all falls through and I end up doing something, but like, yeah, I uh, just just smile. Be Genki. Like with the jet interview, just they just say be happy, be Genki, and smile a lot. But yeah, I don't know, really. Honestly, I, I, I do wonder what a Japanese interview would be like. I know, I feel like one thing that was really weird when I was a teacher, I remember watching the students practice for their interviews for university and jobs, and they do it very differently to we do. Like, uh, they'll walk in the room and be like, Chris Broad, desk, I'm 21, desk, uh, and my hobby is this, desk, and you're Oscar and I go, it's very formal, and like you reel off like uh, 10 memorised sentences about yourself, uh, and I thought it was all a bit mechanical, and it lacked right. personality, and you couldn't really judge someone, uh, who they were, what they were like, from that mm. interview process. Whereas I did, I used to uh, do some recruitment consulting, and like you, you, you kind of knew if someone was going to get a job, or yes or no, in the opening 20 seconds like have you ever, you've probably interviewed a few people Pete like it's just you've got to come in with confidence be happy be inquisitive if someone's mm. difficult to get a conversation out of usually that kills a lot of potential there alright mm. what do you look for when you interview Pete for the stack empire um, I think I think for us it's always people who will take um, control of projects and stuff, I think, sort of yeah. be a bit of a self-starter, I guess, which you're not really necessarily going to find in a, um interview, but having confidence is, you know, the the, the ultimate, I think, for, in, in many ways. So, yeah, I think a bit of confidence, a bit of a track record of doing, doing some good stuff, but also someone who you just kind of get a vibe that they're going to take control and, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. no manager wants to manage. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I agree. my life I- easier. I'd say if you want to get a job in anything, one of the key things is uh, people that are proactive. I always look for people that are proactive, like uh, Ian from the everything. Like every project I do, Ian is behind it. The Ian the driver, or one third of Van Gang as he's known. Uh, Ian is the secret <laughs> to my success. He's there in the morning giving me a coffee. I'll like, open the door bleary-eyed and half dead at 7 a.m., and he'll be yeah. like, "Here you go, mate. Here's a here's a coffee." And I'll be like, "Oh, thank God!" And then he'll he'll like just do everything. He's just brilliant. It's just he's just so good. Just be he's, proactive. He's very he's very um, fit as well. He I, 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 when we were doing um, 
the Journey Cross, not Journey Cross Champ, where we were doing uh, a bronze Japan in London uh, just before Christmas. Oh, he um, was there, yeah. I, thank God. Yeah, I, I, I got out the I got out the hotel the next day, a bit bleary eyed, a bit tired, and Ian was already running across Mayfair, just <laughs> legging it around the place. And he said he's basically got an agreement with a friend where yes. he has to run. A certain amount of miles every month. If the, so, they don't manage it, they have to buy the person dinner or. This buy is incredible. Yeah. So, Ian has a thing with his friend in Hong Kong, where Ian, has, mm. Ian and his friend both have to run, I think, fifteen or twenty kilometres a week, right? Mm. And if one of them fails, they have to buy a plane ticket for the other one to come to Japan That's or right, Hong yeah. Kong, right? I think nice. Ian has only failed once and his friends failed twice maybe uh, <laughs> and so like, even on the cycle you know we're dead we're, we've, we've just had this massive day and then Ian will be like at 11pm 11, 11 he's like I've got to go and do my five kilometres now and it's like bloody hell this is insane <laughs> but like at the at the London event in true dickhead me fashion I had a promo video I got a, a, a highlight video right that mm. played in the opening moments of the show and American Pete went out and he was like, "Hello, everyone! Welcome to the London event." And before I, he like introduced me and I came out, he was like, "With this video," and I was editing it and rendering it literally while he was fucking doing the opening monologue. And then oh, we had like a a relay race where I handed the flash drive to my friend Dave, and Dave ran to the cinema down the stairs to Ian, and Ian put the flash drive into his laptop and loaded up the video. And it literally was like a movie that was like counting down the percentage to like 100% in the closing seconds. And then Pete was like, and here's the video. And it was like 99%, 100%. Okay, done. And then like Ian hit the play button. The video came up at that perfect moment. Beautiful. Get yourself an Ian. Get yourself someone who's proactive. Or get an American Pete and get back rubs. Um, guilt him into giving you back rubs during the cycle. Do that. He's good. We'll be back. <laughs> but that's all for now, guys. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Broad in Japan at podcast at gmail.com. You know, they call me Chris Broadstein every time I ask Pete to give me a back rub. I think that's wrong. I think <laughs> I deserve back rubs. But, oh, dear. <laughs> we'll be back late in the week, guys. Wrong. <laughs> uh, keep the stories, questions coming. Have a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Broad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan. Fucking hell. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card.
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com